This is the Immigration Conversation presented by Fragament, a series of talks and discussions by leading immigration lawyers and professionals from around the world who will bring you the most up-to-date business immigration news, issues of concern, and strategies in the world of global immigration and mobility. Hello, everyone. Thank you for your audience today in our podcast, Brazil and China, Economic Outlook in a Pandemic Scenario. I am Jenna Quintas, a partner at Fragment in Brazil, and would like to welcome you to our fourth podcast. As you probably noticed, this one is in English, as we have the honor to host our first international guest, Becky Shia, who is the managing partner responsible for Fragment's practice in China. Uh, we know that global mobility is strongly affected by isolation of the pandemic, but how is each country dealing with the, its border? Can foreigners already travel to other countries? We have already covered a lot of these uh, topics here in our previous podcasts about Brazil, but today we're going to cover China. We are going to talk to also to different partners in the world to better understand different scenarios. But in this first podcast of this series, we couldn't have chosen a different country rather than China. Brazil and China have a such strong business relationship and are strategic partners in the commercial aspect. So not only this, but uh, obviously China has a lot of things to say about COVID-19 and the situation we've been facing uh, recently. So I would like to thank you, uh, Becky. Thank you very much for being with us today. And I welcome you to our conversation. Thank you, Diana. It is a pleasure for me to be here uh, with you and uh, all the audience here today. We know that China is already in the phase of remobilization after being affected by COVID-19. How are the rules for foreigners entering China now? Are there specific protocols to prevent uh, COVID-19 wave? Sure, Diana. So now China introduced the travel ban uh, from March 26. Um, basically, it limits number of people who can enter into China. So, for example, they currently allow individuals from Hong Kong, Macau, Taiwan to enter into China. For those who hold the foreign passport holders who has the permanent residency card can come into China. And also, they set up the condition for anyone else who holds a foreign passport holder in order to enter in China. They must obtain a visa issued after March 28. So under this condition, as a result, um, what we have been seeing is there are still number of the foreign nationals uh, actually still have difficulty to enter into China. But for the individuals who are already in China, we can basically, basically we are starting to remobilize. So if the foreign nationals are already in China, a few um, weeks ago, many of us are still stay at home and the companies are recommended basically to encourage employees to work from home. Now we are able to return to the office, you know, basically within China. If you look at, for example, Shanghai, uh, I'm able to travel into Beijing, basically very similar to what had been what the COVID-19 started um, three months ago. So within China, things had been companies had been really starting to remobilize. Now for the individuals are still outside of China, they are able to come into China provided either they have the permanent residency card or if they have the new visa issued by the government after March 28. Now, um, in terms of the measures, how the government is um, managing the COVID-19, so we still, China is highly regulated and also with a strict process. So anyone entering to China from overseas 
those individuals are required to be quarantined for 14 days. So, for example, if I have,、uh, if my friend is traveling from, let's say,、um, Hong Kong to China, he or she will be required to quarantine for fourteen days. Now, in terms of where to quarantine and、uh, how to quarantine, every city have、um, different requirement. As of today, for example, in Shanghai, which is where、um, you know I base. If someone is entering to China from overseas,、uh, he or she is required, generally required, to be quarantined at home、uh, for fourteen days. So during the fourteen days,、uh, there are strict、uh, process to follow. Once the fourteen days is over,、um, the individual will be allowed basically to return to the society as rest of us. So this is how. Currently, government is a control、um, COVID nineteen. You know, within the country now, there are a period of time depends on the location where you're coming from.、Uh, for example,、um, weeks ago, if you traveling from Hubei province、um, to the rest of the country, those individuals generally are recommended to be quarantined as well. But now, given the overall situation, the number of cases have been gone down significantly. So as of today. Within the country, that quarantine requirement as of today,、um, the the in-country quarantine requirement is generally not needed. So at the same time, I think by given you know the medical systems, you know also the medical facilities, and also the medical、uh, suppliers' situation is getting much better. In some way, you know also、um, basically allow、uh, speed up the remobilization here within China. Like other countries hit by COVID-19, China's economy suffered greatly over the course of the outbreak. China's GDP contracted by 6.8 percent year-on-year during the January-March period, including an enormous 39.2 percent drop in Hubei Province, the epicenter of the outbreak. It is the first retraction since 1992. Now, however, China has largely gotten COVID-19 under control, and the economy has mostly reopened. The Chinese government is now looking ahead towards putting the economy back on track for the rest of 2020 and beyond. Despite the contraction in China's economy during the first quarter of 2020, the IMF still projects the economy to grow by 1.2 percent for the year. For 2021, the IMF predicts China's economy will grow by 9.2 percent, leading all major economies. Well, so there is a、um, the the trend to remobilize、uh, soon. So the expectations of resuming business activities in China are probably high, right? But obviously, all the economy,、uh, all the industries were very impacted by the pandemic. And I would like to listen a little bit of the some particular industries that we've been hearing about China, such as the healthcare sector, the energy sector, which is so important for Brazil. There are so many Chinese. Uh, here in Brazil, in the energy sector, or even the mobility sector. So, how do you think these、uh, specific industries、uh, will be impacted by the COVID nineteen? Thanks, Diana. That's a very good question. Now, many、um, sectors actually are significantly impacted by the COVID nineteen,、um, especially for the sectors which rely on the supply chain. You know, either is within the country or either depends on the overseas、uh, supply chain. Those industries are significant sectors are significant、uh, impacted. Now, 
In China, the major field of the online companies generally are the country's priority to attract investment, also to increase the support. So, for example, in Shanghai, I give you as one example. Shanghai has rolled out. The new measures to promote、um, investment、uh, recently. So the aim is to、um, duplicate the batch of you know we have、um, quite some project in in a free trade zone and also to develop a more new momentum industry such as online economies and also to build some、uh, industry. Uh, parks. So and also similar、uh, zones like a free trade zone in Shanghai. The measures focus on industrial planning, industrial、uh, land, financial support, and also to enhance government services. So for、um, industrial land、uh, utilization, a favorable land leasing term, for example, in Shanghai, term of fifty years, will be enjoyed by more enterprises, helping cutting out the land cost for enterprises of high quality. As for financial support, the city will also issue favorable credit total. Forty、uh, billion yuan to advance manufacturing involved in,、uh, with、uh, online business,、um, biometric、uh, industries, and also to promote and upgrading the different industry parks. As also for the government services, I think the country will further simplify the project approvals, planning permissions, and also check on the completed project. So、um, now China economy activities are picking、uh, the, the pace currently. So as as shown by the several leading、uh, indicators, including the number of the cargo value, power generations, and also consumptions, it is also reported from the. The different communication、uh, media channels here in China. In another sign of the recovery, Diana, is the daily electricity、uh, generation, and edged up 1.17 percent year on year last month to 18. Twenty-four、um, billion. So, seeing a monthly growth of three zero one percent, and the the positive trend for、um, for the current situation. Now, the government is also trying to look at the ways. I think, regardless what sector you are under, government also look at the ways、um, trying to promote them to be the online economy again. So, for example. Government recently、um, had been passed the regulations which would allow、um, foreign banking、uh, industries to have a hundred percent of the ownerships. So what what's going to be changed is what's down the road is those banking industries is going to、uh, sending more of their、um, expert into China because historically. The the foreign in, investor on the banking sector cannot owns a hundred percent of ownership of our organization. So again, government has been quite active to introduce those new policies and also those new、uh, requirements. Basically, trying to active the economy and also to、um, basically at least within within the country as a starting point. Wow, that's definitely COVID making history. That that's incredible to hear. Thank you so much for sharing, Becky. 
China is among the main sources of foreign direct investment in Brazil, with a growing presence in strategic sectors of the Brazilian economy, particularly in power generation and the energy sector in general. In 2019, Chinese professionals were in sixth place in the number of visas granted in Brazil, but they were third in private investments, with around 1 million USD only by individuals. In the same year, Chinese companies invested around 1.8 billion USD in Brazil, mainly in the energy sector. Uh, well, now talking about Brazil, a lot of investors, uh, Chinese investors, invested uh, records of uh, amounts in one specific state in the northeast of Brazil, which is called Ceará. And Ceará is one of the most impacted states here uh, due to the pandemic. So I was wondering if Chinese investments in Brazil, which are mostly in the energy sector, will be continued after the COVID-19. So how do you foresee the continuation of this business between Brazil and China and those not only individuals, but also uh, companies' investments in Brazil after COVID-19? Well, uh, Diana, thank you. I think, um, well, from my personal perspective, I definitely think China is going to be continually invest in Brazil because um, since 1982, right, when Brazil and China first signed an agreement for uh, scientific and technical uh, cooperation, the two countries have been inked uh, scores of um, bilateral accords, particularly in the area of uh, science, technology, and innovations, right? And also after nearly four decades of cooperation, you know, in the different uh, field, uh, China ties with Brazil and the rest of Latin America has reached a new phase of the deep integration. So um, China investment, especially in the area of infrastructure, the logistic, energy, right, are improving the competitiveness of the local companies and also the productivities of the economy. So noting that both Brazil and China are developing countries with the common interests. So again, regardless of the, the, the current um pandemic situation, it's definitely is in the China interest to um, continually deeper the relationship or cooperation um, between um, Brazil and also China. And also, but also especially given the current um, pandemic situation, uh, China is also very keen to speed up the cooperation with, um, uh, with countries like um, Brazil, right? So if you look at some of our clients' trends, the way how they look at it, even though many countries do have the travel ban, many countries are still locked down. Currently, uh, even within Fragment, we only have um, three or four offices can basically return the office to work. Rest of the offices currently still has to be uh, work from home. Given all those current um, uh, situation, I think it, you know the country, if you look at our uh, Chinese client, they even though they are not able to um, send in anyone, outside of China, majority to majority country at this point of time, but they are very actively planning the, the rebound once the COVID-19 situation is getting better. So if you look at our client trends um, in terms of their interests and the direction where they're going to invest and also by given the history of how many years Brazil and China already have been built up a relationship. From my perspective, I still think, you know, Brazil and China is going to be quite actively the uh, corporate with each other and also sending the talent and among both countries. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, to add to that, uh, we can still process visas here in Brazil, even with the pandemic. 
the Ministry of Justice keeps analyzing all those visas that are being uh, filed. We cannot, the, the visas are not approved. Um, so the expatriates would lose time in approval as there is a deadline after approval uh, to pick up the visa at the consulate. So the visas are not approved, but they have been analyzed to avoid a bottleneck when the situation is back to normal. So I couldn't agree more with you because we've been seeing Chinese keeping sending visa processes and filing visa processes, a lot of visas being analyzed, just waiting for the situation back to normal. So they can come to Brazil, which is very good. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for all the information provided. Uh, obviously, China is much ahead of Brazil. So would you like to leave a final message to us? I would also, I would just wanted to mention the Belt Road Initiative um, from China. This is the initiative um, government have been, you know, on top of the online economy, which is the priority for the government trying to see how they can uh, basically reactive the economy um, for China. At the same time, there's one very big initiative, you know, among the different authorities is the Bell and the Road Initiative. So if I look at, you know, basically the, the, the areas that China is going to invest um, beyond its own, our own border will be the Bell and the Road Initiative. Very nice. So, Becky, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was very nice to have you. My pleasure. The Immigration Conversation podcast is presented by Fragman, the leading firm dedicated exclusively to immigration services worldwide. To stay updated on the most current trends and services worldwide, visit our website at www.fragman.com for the latest podcast episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is current as of the date of publication. This podcast does not constitute legal advice or give rise to an attorney-client relationship between any viewer and our firm. If you have any questions, please contact the global immigration professional with whom you work at Fragamin.